Good morning to you all. It is really good to be back and to see you all. I kind of missed you. <laughs> so it's really good to see you again. Um, the people of Greensboro send greetings. Be very happy that you are able to share me with them. And after you have formed me, you helped me grow into a responsible person and now a priest, you gave me over to Greensboro. So thank you for your generosity. They are very grateful and they are praying for you. They hear good things about you, so they are kind of looking at Sacred Heart also to encourage them. And most of all, they have been very hospitable, but they have also been very fascinated by my accent. And I remember one time somebody ran up to me and said, you are, not, you are certainly not from New Jersey. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm not from New Jersey. So he asked me, where is that accent from? Which is a common question. <laughs> so I had to explain to him, I'm from Uganda, and there's a, a women club, wonderful women group, they asked me to give a talk on, on, on Uganda. And the topic of the talk was all things Ugandan. So they were very happy that I was able to spend time to share with them something they probably didn't know uh, about Africa and Uganda. So, yeah, Greensboro is a great place, and I'm kind of liking it. Um, but it's good to be back. It is good to be back. And I would like to reflect with you on these readings for today. What stood out for me was this question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? This is a question of the entire humanity. What must I do? It is a question of a deep longing, an expression of a great desire of the heart, a desire for a good life, a desire for peace, for joy, for hope, and for healing. Somebody said to me, Father, I am tired of my wicked life. I am tired of sin. But I just can't get out of it. I am trapped in the anxieties of this world. So much is going on. The news, the politics, the COVID situation, the work situation, what must I do to have some peace of mind? And this is the question of every human soul. It is a question of humility, acknowledging 
that we are in need, that we are in some way limited as humans. We need help. We need each other. We are simple creatures. It reminds us of our human nature. We need help. We don't have all the answers to life. We need to be educated, informed. We need to be guided through our lives. But amid this deep questioning of our lives, where do we go? Where do we turn for answers to this deep questioning? Who do we trust to give us reliable information and knowledge? King Solomon is believed to be the author of the Book of Wisdom. And he said in the first reading, I prayed and prudence was given me. I pleaded and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepter and throne and deemed riches nothing in comparison with her. I won't go into the details why wisdom was called her or feminine in the Old Testament, but that's an interesting conversation we can have sometime. I'll give you a hint. Wisdom took the expression of a feminine because men and young men were to seek out wisdom. They have to be attracted to this wisdom. But then wisdom took on the person of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Last month, I went to Hamlet in South Charlotte to be with the men who were doing the Crucio retreat. Crucio, some of you already know, is a Spanish word which means course. And the Crucio is a short course in Christianity. Men from across the diocese, especially from here, Sacred Heart, they gathered at Hamlet to pray. These are men, husbands, fathers. They left their families and they sought to be with Jesus. They sought wisdom and knowledge. They seek to improve their lives and the lives of their families. Day and night, they spend hours before the Blessed Sacrament. We talked, we prayed together, I celebrated Mass with them, and they came out changed men, completely changed. The Crucio is about four days, but I was only there for a brief few days with them. But the great impact that has on their lives and their families, that they are able to spend that time with Jesus, 
constantly the blessed sacrament is exposed and they go back and forth. In the last week, the Lord called the priests of the diocese, all of our priests, to go for a retreat. He called them to spend time with him in a quiet place, as he did with his disciples. Come away and rest a while. So we were with him this past week in Maggi Valley in the mountains. Some of you love the mountains. I love the mountains. It's peaceful, it's quiet. Just as you would go to the beach, or you would sit around the fire to warm yourself. So we go before the Blessed Sacrament to warm ourselves with the graces of heaven. We get a lot of energy, a lot of strength from being with our Lord. It has been a moment of great joy, of fraternity with other priests. There are those who couldn't make it, but we prayed for them throughout the whole week. Moment of consultation, moment of joy and relaxing to regain our energy so we can come back and serve you and love you more after the regaining of our energy. We heard that a man ran up to Jesus, knelt down, before him and asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The man had been observing commandments and most likely he had been living a good life because he has been very good with the commandments. But then he realized there's something more to life. There is something more to simple life. There is eternal life. There is eternal life. The commandments have only been about the interpersonal relations, relating with each other, how we treat each other, respect our parents, do not kill, you know, those interpersonal commandments that he had been observing. And we are told that Jesus looked up to him, looked at him, and loved him. He loved him because there was a progress. He was making progress. There was a great desire of heart. And St. Teresa of Risu once said, desire in the heart, very important. If there is no desire in the heart, there's no motivation. There's nothing that drives you to do something. But with a desire, the desire for holiness moves you to go before the blessed sacrament, moves you to pray, to spend time with our Lord in the blessed sacrament. But when Jesus looked up to him, looked at him and loved him, he said to him, there is only one thing lacking, and that is detachment. Detachment. To free ourselves from the pleasures of this world, 
to not get so much attached to the things of this world. That's why we need wisdom. Wisdom to be able to manage the things that God has placed in our hands. So we don't get too attached. We need that freedom. We need to be free. And really, freeing oneself, that's the freedom we all seek. We all seek that freedom. And Jesus, Jesus gives us that freedom. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. And then you will have treasure. You will have treasure in heaven. One time our Lord said to his disciples, where your heart is, there your treasure. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where are our hearts? Where do we focus our hearts? And Jesus says, follow me, I will show you the way, follow me. And he said, follow me, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we want eternal life, we know the way. What's the way? Jesus. If we want truth, there's so much going on. We don't know what, it, what is true, what is false. Jesus is truth. If you want life, eternal life, Jesus is life. So we follow him. We follow him. We are pilgrims. Pilgrims on a journey. We are passing through. Our home and destiny is heaven. So we are simple pilgrims. We don't get too attached because we are passing through. Really, it's the heart that Jesus wants. Jesus wants the heart. Because where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart. And because the heart is the sanctuary of love, the heart will sacrifice for what it truly loves. And that's why sometimes love can be painful. Yesterday we were celebrating Stephen and Teresa Zielinski, 51 years of marriage. 51 years, the heart is sacrificing to love. You all, your families, beautiful families, good to see you, <laughs> beautiful families, but there underneath the beauty of the family, there's a little sacrifices happening. Parents are sacrificing every day. Children are sacrificing every day. That is what proves, purifies, and strengthens love. Love is born out of constant sacrifice. And it is purified in those little sacrifices we make each day. 
can be painful. But because the heart desires, it goes forth. The heart is willing to let go of certain things. So as to love, to give oneself. And that's when we find happiness, joy, and peace. And that's why we need to let go of certain things. The young man went away sad because he had many possessions. He wouldn't let go. He wanted to remain attached to his possessions. So his heart wouldn't be, wouldn't give away. He wouldn't give his heart to Jesus because his heart is somewhere else. And we can be in this world, we can have the things that we need. The only problem is not getting too attached. Detachment. We can use the things we have with wisdom, with prudence and knowledge. And we can, these things can help us to go to heaven if we use them well. That's why we need wisdom and knowledge. You know the story of King Solomon? He preferred wisdom to thrones and scepter. He was a good king because he had wisdom. Now, we, we are not trying the impossible. And we are not alone in this effort, in this endeavor. We have the presence of our Lord, especially in the most blessed sacrament. He gives himself to us in the form of food. Food strengthens us, nourishes us, so we can move on. And it also protects us from temptations. All the sacraments, that's what they do. They protect us from temptations. If we lose prayer, if we lose the sacraments, we are very prone, we are very vulnerable to the temptations of the devil. We are not alone, and we are not doing the impossible. It is possible. Sainthood is possible. It is very easy to be a saint. It doesn't take much time to be a saint. But we know the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me, he says. Give me your heart every day. Follow me. We have the company of saints who intercede for us, and we have the company of each other to pray for each other and to support each other on this journey. So let us pray, my dear brothers and sisters, for the gift of wisdom and knowledge, a gift of the Holy Spirit to help us in our dealings with the things of this world and in our dealings with each other to focus our minds to what is more important what is to come, where the treasure is. Let us focus our minds there. And I would like to apologize. I haven't talked to you in a long time. 
I apologize for giving such a long homily. And um, let us continue to pray for each other. I hold you very dear in my heart. You are always in my thoughts and prayers. Praying in those beautiful churches of Greensboro, come over sometime and visit. But I'll be praying for you. I continue to do so. And once in a while, I'll come and visit to see you again. It's coming up to four months, I think, since I was ordained. I think, um, you know, you know, becoming somebody, I, you know, you know. <laughs> I can stand before people and speak and, you know, people listen now. So, <laughs> so thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love and your support, most especially for what you did for my ordination. I continue to pray for you all. God bless you and God keep you. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.